Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Hello, everybody. This is episode one of Sleepy Casts. Uh, we are all. This is basically the Living Dead episode of the Real Flakes podcast. NPR welcomes you to Sleepy Cast. They, uh... <laughs> I feel I a, a spinoff of Real Flakes. I can't. I can't speak for you guys, but I feel great. I mean, we just we did some yapping uh, bef- uh, before we rolled, kind of off the air, where I sort of displayed how horrible of a two weeks this has been in my life. But you know, I still feel fine. I feel energized and ready to go. How about you? Oh, I feel great right now. Yeah. I'm tired. It's not the two drinks that I had. Yeah. It's the three drinks. Hey. No. That's drive. I didn't get drunk. Square. Oh, every- That's Sunday. I'm getting day drunk on Sunday. That's good. Mimosas or no? Not, not a, uh, not I a tool. I'm doing a t-shirt. <laughs> you what? Doing a t-shirt. Oh, okay. At Jug. Red <laughs> Jug Pub in Cortland, New York. Who sponsors? Wait till the end of the episode. You'll get uh, your sponsorship or ad <laughs> or whatever. No, I, I've been listening to some podcasts, and I'm glad that we don't have fucking sponsors to, sometimes because it's like Blue Apron and mattresses and shit. Like, first of all, Blue Apron's about like healthy food, so yuck. That's why? totally not us. Yeah, and then the other one's like Casper mattresses. I hear it a lot, where it's like you try out a mattress and then you decide if you like it. Like, what? It's a mattress. Just you just lay on it. So no they, mattresses. No, mattresses are, do make a difference. Mattresses, but I'm are, still I'm low key upset that Audible hasn't sponsored us because I've been giving them free fucking ads <laughs> since the beginning. But no, of let's this let's let's walk this back over to mattresses one, yet again. Okay, just just let, let's get that. <laughs> we got because I, I gotta. We haven't we, we haven't. This is fer- fertile ground for the show. I don't get the big hullabaloo over mattresses. I can sleep pretty much anywhere if I like work myself up enough. Like, I've had, like, Have oh... You, I mean, yeah, sure. You like, get drunk enough, and you can sleep anywhere. No, but, like, I'm not even that big of a drunk. And then, but, like, when I moved into school, my parents were like, oh, man, we gotta get you, like, a mattress pad. We're gonna... We'll bring our new mattress from home and just double stack. And I was like, it's fine. And I slept the entire year, like a baby, on this mattress. I don't get it. What's what's the big deal with mattresses? I don't know, but, like, when, when you have... On, like, an air mattress? Like, Christ, they're not comfortable. I don't mind them. Josh, you when, devils, so. when you have a when you have a quality mattress, okay. you will never want to have go back to a garbage mattress ever again. But like, see, the mattress is such a low part of my sleeping ritual. Like, it's basically step one: are my socks tucked into my pajamas? Yes, then I'm God. pretty much good. They're, step two: are you goddamn Satan? They're tucked do you really in, do that? They're tucked in right now, Josh. Why? Because I don't want to be slipping around and have my pajamas halfway at my leg when I sleep. Because I apparently I'm Cristiano Ronaldo when I'm dreaming, and I just kick around all all over the place. It's a because mess. They want your socks off. Your feet need to breathe. My feet have been in socks for probably a good sixteen of my twenty-one years of life. Just if you if you do the math, <laughs> I love socks. Socks are great. They're one of my only passions. Wool socks are great. Let's get serious. Wool socks are cool, but overall socks. Regular socks are just kind of boring. I and mean, dress socks don't even get me started. Uh, dress socks are the worst. I just wear I just wear comfy socks underneath them. I'm, just like I'm nobody's more, I'm more, nobody's gonna I'm more check. You what? I'm more of a slipper person, but slipper, slippers are okay. Oh yeah, good pair of moccasins. They get old pretty quickly though. But you know what I mean, the worst I've had thing a pair is? For a long time. When you're walking what? around, when you're walking around in a, in a nice dry fresh pair of socks and you step in something wet and oh. then you just feel like the the earth is crumbling around you 
So you mean every winter in central New York? Yeah, I mean, I like having wet feet because, like, just being wet and then coming inside when it's warm and stuff, I've always liked that, so I don't mind it. But just, like, if I'm in this, if it's the summer and I just accidentally step in a puddle, I'm just in socks, I'm just, I'm pissed the rest of the day. I can't deal with it. But anyways, mattresses. Um, <laughs> Welcome to our movie podcast, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope somebody out there just found this episode. Like, oh, Fantastic Beasts, and they're tuning in for the first time. It's like, what the fuck we're is going on? We're talking about socks and mattresses? Like, Jesus. No. Stay with us. We'll, we'll have a fast we'll the movies conversation. Eventually. Yeah. It's only the name of the show. But, uh, Josh, throw your, throw your weight into this. Mattresses, socks, where do you stand on both? There, I, I... <laughs> we're milking it dry, fam. Oh. Joke stopped being funny twenty minutes ago, but here we are. <laughs> no, Where have we funny. gone? I have a lot of mattress thoughts. That's all, you know. I'm real passionate just, about uh, mattresses. <sighs> Mr. Noodle, you're 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 a simpler man with easier things, uh, easier pleasures, I suppose. Yeah. There's no reason we're playing this episode, the Sleepy Cast. Sleepy Cast. <sighs> anyways, I thought we were talking about the the Freddy movies or whatever, but anyways, okay. But say anything. Any other bones that you guys want to pick in the movie or uh, sleep sleeping world? No, or, no. Um, <laughs> I really like a fleece blankets. <laughs> what are your thoughts on down comforters? I've got. I have two of them. You wear both of them. I have two. Yeah, once <clears throat> once for my couch and once for my bed. So. Wow. Yeah. I'm basically. I, I have everything, everything that I need to be be a serial killer. I have, except for the drive and motivation. That's the only thing I'm missing for the most part. But that's for the courts to decide. Uh, <laughs> all right. What do you? Let's say we move on. Yes. Or not? Maybe let's just let's let's have this be Fantastic Beasts, like a two minute thing at the end, and then just talk about mattresses and you know. It was all right. Blankets. All right. Welcome to Mattress Cast. Madcast. Uh, <laughs> Um, Madcast. Let's let's play some trivia, you guys. We haven't done this in a while. It's a good way to add up some points in the ever important uh, game. Nobody knows when it's going to end. Game night. It's kind of a. It's like a Twilight Zone kind of thing where it just sort of goes until it isn't anymore. You know. <laughs> or I guess Supernatural because that show's been on for like twenty seasons Ten already. Years, that's ridiculous. Gosh, gosh, golly gee. All right. So who would like to go first? There's. I'll go first. You want to go first? Okay. So Cody. Your choice is one or two. Two. Your category is Star Wars. Fuck. Oh, let's see. Deep lore only, please. All right. So, question one. Let's. As a reminder, first two questions are worth half a point each. Mm-hmm. And you have an option to answer a third question. That it's will, double or nothing, right? It's double or nothing. So if you got if you get both right, you can win up to two points. If you get one right, you can win up to a point. If you get none right, you know, give you a point. Sure, I'll give you half a point if you get if you don't get the first two right. Okay, so Cody, you ready? Yeah, born ready. All right, Jason, born ready. Who was nice. the first character to speak in Star Wars: A New Hope? Star Wars: A New Hope. That would be to speak. To speak the first audible. Sound first words. It's, said. Um, Josh, keep it quiet over there. C three PO. You are correct. Half a point for Code Red. All right. Oh gosh, I just deleted everything. Oh, oh never no, mind. never mind. I got it. 
Cody. Yeah. Provide me the definition of the ATAT or the ADAT as mouth breathers call it. <laughs> All terrain armored transport. Correct. And your final question. Actually, would you like to go with the final? Because you got a point now. Oh, yeah, just give me it. Okay. Come on. Now this is this is a more contemporary question, so Oh shit. It's meta. Very meta. In Star Wars, The Force Awakens in Ray's lightsaber vision, how many Knights of Ren are present in her oh, vision? Fuck. It's double or nothing, it's tough. How many Knights of Ren were present? Knights of Ren. I want to say it's something rogue. Oh, fuck. Wow, I wish I paid more attention now. Um, I'm going to say seven. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I'm wrong. Cody Redfield. You're correct. Seriously? Seriously. Oh, wow. <laughs> I did not expect that. Um... That is a good feeling. I gotta say, seven is the magical number. So, Cody, that makes things interesting. You, Josh, and I both have eight and a half points, and you are at eight. Oh, boy. So, it is a ball game. So, Josh, you are next, and your category is Star Wars. <laughs> and I made okay. And I did this on purpose. I and, Well, thankfully, Cody picked the right category, so I made yours a little bit tougher, just in case, because I, I believe in you. So, Josh, your first question. What planet is Han Solo from? Ooh. What planet is Han Solo from? I'll give you a hint. It is not Milwaukee. <laughs> um... <laughs> Milwaukee is its own planet, if you've ever been there. I haven't, but I've Google mapped it, so basically. I pretended. Yeah. I did the street view. I've put basically six, been there. I've put six sweaters on and drunk myself into a... A stupor, so basically I watched Milwaukee. Fargo. Yeah. I know that doesn't take place in Milwaukee, but it's close enough. South Dakota. Mr. 3000 is where it's at. I know I read it in a book, That's but I... that book is no longer canon, as far as I know. I was going to make a Revolutionary War joke, but I decided against <laughs> it. Um, Sorry. Smart joke. It's, it's like, I'm trying to remember the exact name. It's like Uh, well, here's a so, question. So, something El- Ella or something. Um, Can I steal the answer? No. Fuck. Uh, is it? Is it? I'm gonna get a f- if if I say it and I if it's like close enough and I don't pronounce yeah, it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Is that no, okay? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, but that's that's to yeah. my judgment though. So okay. careful. I it's I think it's called Corella. Ooh. <laughs> oh uh, God. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it to you. It's, it's, it's so close. Corellia. <laughs> You missed okay. an you missed an eye. Yes, that's right. That's right. You missed an eye. Hell so yeah. that's good pull there. All right. In the Empire Strikes Back, the best Star Wars film, I should add. Yes. What is canon. the it's canon. <laughs> That's the best one. You're you're almost making me make that revolutionary war joke. Anyways. Do it. <laughs> I want to hear it. In the Empire Strikes Back, What's the name of the creatures that attach themselves to the Millennium Falcon in what Han Solo and crew thought was a cave? Uh, Minoc. I was looking for Minox, 
with an S at the end. Pluralized. Oh, yeah, the plural accounts. <laughs> JK. Good. Correct. So, Josh, up to a point. So, would you like to roll the die and put your Star Wars knowledge to the test with the double or nothing question? I'll give you I'll give you Hinsky. It's a toughie. It's a little tougher. Do it. Yeah. You want to go for it. Okay. Yeah. Josh. Who is the only m- character mentioned in the opening crawl of Star Wars New Hope that precedes the events of the film? So, a character who's in mentioned in the opening crawl of A New Hope that is... Wait, so, what do you mean precedes the events of the movie? Like, does that mean they're not in the movie? No, it means that they're talking about something that happened before the movie starts. Wait... So they're mentioning something that this character did before the movie begins. Okay. So, but is is that character in A New Hope? Or Possibly. Did... Maybe. That's up for you to decide. That's why That's why it's a double or nothing question, because it's a little tricky. Like the Knights of Ren. There's a lot of ways you can go with this one. I'm trying to think who was mentioned in that crawl. Um... I'll give you a hint. It is not Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Shit, that was my answer. It should have been though. Misa here. Misa here. Misa fight. Misa help. Misa make America great again. Misa don't have no Daboomba. I'll give you a ten count in a few. Okay. Um. Ten. Okay. Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one, answer. Uh, I guess, Come on. I guess it'd have to be Leia, because she's the only one who's mentioned, but... Is that your final answer? <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. I'm Ron Burgundy! You are correct. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I thought you said – you tricking me with these That's the questions. point. That is the point, Josh. <laughs> it's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to, to be. I spent that whole time thinking of anybody that wasn't Leia. It's Leia. Cool. Good meme. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it was Leia. Meme, bro. It was her all the time. The whole time. There was another. All right. Give it – lay it on me. Was it – is this Star Wars category? No. But it should have been. Nah. Really you should have let us in on the meme. Yeah, I know. All right. Mason, your topic is... Okay. 80s movies. Oh, boy. Wow. Your forte. A decade I barely squeaked into. <laughs> Born December 30th, 1989. But you're lying. You can't prove that. Okay. Show I me can. My... You said you were 21 earlier. <laughs> I was lying. Show me my birth certificate. I don't know. <laughs> I was lying. I'm not lying. I was lying. No, you're lying. Listen, I know lying. Lying's a great guy. Boo. All right. Okay. Let's do this. In the 1984 movie, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Ugh, fucking worst. The worst Indiana Jones movie. Let's preface that. Awful. Um, no, that's wrong. Crystal Skull is fine. It's garbage. It's okay. I think you've been pronouncing garbage wrong. It's okay. Temple Doom is unforgivable. Anyways, Josh. 
So in the movie, that's better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It's not. What god, what god or goddess is the Indian cult worshipping? Uh, what god or goddess is the Indian cult worshipping? Okay, so I know that they, they're all about the Sankara stones. I know that. Is this is this a movie question or is this a Western the- or Eastern theology question? Let me just can we just like establish this? <laughs> is it the Buddha? Because like I'm not I don't know Indian religion, but I know that movie. It's in the movie, and it's said in the movie. I've seen that once, and I did it while tying a noose. What do you want from me? <laughs> ah, gosh, gosh, golly gee. Uh, let's see. That's funny. I know Greek gods. I know f- I was going to say fake gods, but that's, you know, it's controversial. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to lose our... Uh, I know dogs. gods of Egypt. That movie. Yeah, it's... I never cut around to seeing it. Shit, what god? Hmm. I'll give you a hint. There's a scene where they are chanting the word that this answer is. Gosh. Uh, were they chanting Alu Akbar by any chance? Okay. I'm Indian god. Ah, <laughs> uh, sh- Nikes. Who's the Who's the one with the like twenty arms? Is that somebody from India? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know Indian culture. I don't want it. I don't care about any right. country that doesn't how about, have a KFC. How about I give you multiple choice? Okay, thank you. That'd be okay. That'd be nice because obviously. Okay. All right. It is either A, Buddha. No. B, Sati. C, Bhavani. Okay, it's not that one. I pronounced (laughs) it right. Or D, Kali. Kalima. Kalima. Kalima! When he reaches, yep. Final answer, Kalima. Or Kali or whatever. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. That so makes how more can sense. You hate that movie when you know what? No, Ma is in it. You know why? Because I, in my mind, I always I mix up the scene in Indiana Jones where he like rips the guy's heart out, and the scene in uh, Dumb and Dumber where he rips that guy's heart out. I always think it's like, oh no, I'm thinking about Dumb and Dumber. I'm not thinking about Indiana Jones. I know, yeah. I I know it's a spoof, but I'm just saying. I was like, eh, that's not Indiana Jones, but that's just how my brain works. But anyways, cool, Kali, sick. All right, next. All right. In the 1986 movie Labyrinth, oof. Is if is this a question about David Bowie's penis? <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> that'll be the third if one it this is, week. I'm perfect. Yeah. Right. Six what inches. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Points lost. Sorry. All right. I had to. Okay. All right. What is the line that Sarah has to remember to say in order to go home with her baby b- brother before time runs out? The cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> little, little, <laughs> little blue and the man in the moon. Okay, can you repeat that? I wasn't listening. I was thinking of a joke. Taking up a meme. Yeah. Can you repeat? What is the line that Sarah has to remember to say in order to go home with her brother before time runs out? Oh, wow. Uh, see, the problem with this question is that I haven't seen that movie. 
<laughs> so I'm relying purely on my pop pop culture knowledge and yeah, that's straight up. Fair. Other than David uh, <laughs> Bowie's endowment, I know nothing about Labyrinth. I should, and I plan on looking into it. And I know they have maybe a cool somebody song. will give it to you for movie homework. Yeah, intense week wink or a court summons. I don't know. Uh, let's too. see. What do they have to say? Want a multiple choice? Sure. Okay. Okay. What it is, is there is no place like home. No. <laughs> it is either release me. Uh, you have no authority over me. Okay, Cartman. There's no place like home. Sick. And you have no power over me. I know your name, demon. Shit. Who is Valak? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Release Me. Mason? Yes. You are incorrect. Ah. Oh, boy. Shit. <laughs> well, what was it? <laughs> you have no power over me. What? That's lame. You haven't seen the movie. Ah, I'm just inferring. Oh, wow. So, shnikes. Okay, so... I guess I have to go for it here, or else I'm kind of screwed. Can go, go for it? To. Yeah, let's do it. All right. This isn't as much of an option as I thought it would be. But <laughs> 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 they get, we've all done it. We've all gone for it. But anyways, what? let me hear. Okay. All right. One second. Okay. Which actress is the voice of Jessica Rabbit and who framed Roger Rabbit? Cody, not Cody. Cody Redfield. Cody the Redfield. I've I've seen this. It's been a while, but I've seen it. Jessica Rabbit. I don't remember her talking that much. I can't think of a voice. Who has a sexy voice? Uh, Sarjo. No, her. She's everything about her is kind of overrated. I don't know. I know I'm unpopular opinion. Uh, I just hey, she needs to be if she's. Is in and is good in a musical, then I'll be all I'll be on board. But didn't you hear her singing her? Yeah. Mm. Grease two with Scarlet. Grease three, I guess. Uh, <laughs> who's the? Oh, I think I know. A name just came into my head, and I don't know why. So I'm gonna say, maybe she's a little old, but I'm gonna say Jessica Lang. That is incorrect. Ah. Oh my god, and it let me down. Alright, uh, follow-up guess. Uh, (laughs) Well, this is for nothing. This isn't for nothing, I just want to... Oh, shit. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell. I don't know. (laughs) Who is it? It's Kathleen Turner. Who the fuck is that? (laughs) An actress? What is she? Oh, okay, I don't, I don't, I do not trust you that she's a real person. Who names their kid Kathleen that doesn't hate them? Anyways, Kathleen, are you sure? I mean, the president of Lucasfilm is Kathleen. Well, she, well, she's a Kennedy. I don't know if she's a Kennedy Kennedy, but she's got the last name. Oh wow, <clears throat> Kathleen Turner is gorgeous. Well, she, at one time, was. I'm sure she's beautiful on the inside, but. Just looking. Anyways, I'm digging myself a hole. Somebody give me a shovel. Um, Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner. Yeah, I know nothing of this woman. If you've seen Friends, you've seen her. 
Who's she in Friends? Chandler's dad. Yeah, I've oh. I've seen like I've seen maybe twenty episodes of Friends. Oh my god! Mostly because nobody. I couldn't really relate to it because. Um, you have no friends. No, because people told me life was gonna be this way. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> oh, our jokes went in totally different directions. <laughs> Mine was so mean spirited, and yours was just silly, bad. <laughs> wow, I mean, so great. <clears throat> this whole double or nothing idea kind of bit me in the ass. Uh, so <laughs> current standings: Mason eight, eight and a half, Cody eight, and Josh ten and a half. So. That's good for some of us and not for others. I won't say I won't say who. Just out it's, of respect. It's good, it's good for me, not good for them. Josh, are you laying on a beach? Yeah. Because you're shellfish. <laughs> okay. Oh Let's... my god. I don't know how many more of these I can take. It's too late. <laughs> it's not too late to dance. Alright. Let's let's talk about some magic. Some real magic is not Indiana Jones bullshit magic, but like an actual Kalima. Kalima. I hate that movie. We should, we as a society should not give that movie a pass for any reasons. <sighs> Gross. All right, let's talk about some Fantastic Beasts and maybe figure out where the hell we can find some. Where can we find those? The movie really didn't. <laughs> First thing I'll say about the movie: pretty misleading title. <laughs> there were a couple of Fantastic Beasts, but they never told us where to find them. Yeah, I was like, I know one was from Arizona. Uh huh. And the other ones, it's uh, like there was one from Africa, obviously. Yeah. Sp- spoiler alert: one came. So- some of them came from dead kids, which made me oh, laugh. Christ. But that um... was dark. Yeah, I didn't think a Harry. I mean, I did know a Harry Potter thing could get dark, but yeah, that was dark. <laughs> so literally, oh. so we're gonna have an at length conversation about this next week, but just. As a little refresher, in case, you know, somebody out there needs to get on the same page. The Harry Potter franchise, well, let's talk about it just very, extremely briefly. Let's not give too much of the later conversation away, but I'll start off simply saying it's my favorite franchise. It is the one that I marathon and watch every movie in, tw- in a course of 24 hours. I do it every year. I'm going to do I'm getting ready. I'm itching to do it uh, in just a little over a month. Uh, so... It's my favorite franchise. I love the books. I love pretty much anything except maybe one thing. Oh, uh, that the recently... end of Harry Potter three. Well, that's just, like I said. We'll pre. We'll we'll save that conversation for later. But <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited to talk about that. I'm more so referring to the cursed child, which I think was a bit of a swing and a miss. But I haven't seen the blank. But Harry Potter, the whole franchise, holds a special place in my heart. And while I think by and large, spinoffs and prequels especially are kind of garbage bullshit. To, to borrow Cody's term, checks in the mail. Uh, I like this one. And uh, I'm okay with it, and we'll talk about it more in detail. So, Cody, Harry Potter thoughts. Briefly, Harry sir. Potter thoughts. Like Harry Potter. I like it. I'm not that passionate about it yet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to reread the books, though, I think. This movie made me want to do it. And for and, the re- something I forgot to mention for the record, and I encourage both of you to d- reveal this information if you have it. I am was sorted into Hufflepuff and Ilvermorny, or excuse me, in Thunderbird for Ilvermorny, and my Patronus, according to Pottermore.com, is a calico tortoiseshell cat. What the fuck? Which is the most predictable thing 
Probably ever. But anyways, Cody, continue. Sorry. I don't know that information. Okay. I'm sorry. I Like I said, I was never that into Harry Potter. I really I do like it. I enjoyed it. I was excited for this movie. And we'll talk about that more in just a, a little, little second. Okay. Josh. Um, so <clears throat> until, I want to say, like, five or six years ago, Harry Potter was my favorite franchise. Um, and right now, it's and obviously, it's now my second favorite behind Star Wars. Um, Transformers. And, no, <laughs> Especially the newest one. Yeah. We'll talk about that another day. Hopefully never. But, um, I... Yeah, I get. I, we were, we were gonna talk about it last night. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, gosh, I just, that took me so long to get that joke. I'm kind of ashamed. Thanks. But then I realized nobody say it. I want somebody to be confused. Okay. <laughs> You're All a right, monster. Just, just so you know. Thanks. Stupid. I'm stupid wired up title. tonight. Um. But yeah. Anyway, Harry Potter. I love. I love it. I love everything about it. Um, I haven't read Cursed Child yet. I it's been sitting on my desk for like four months since whatever came out. Um, but uh, I love the books. I read them. I've been reading them since I was like six or seven years old. Um, mm-hmm. I read them multiple times. I read each one in sync with the movie com- or reread each one with each movie coming out. Grew up with the movies, um, and I have an opinion on the movies that incredibly unpopular but i'm gonna save it for next week but i love the movies oh um um, do i smell a hot take on the horizon you you do um (laughs) (laughs) um yeah the movies are great um and i love this world and i was really excited to see it expanded kind of like what they're doing with star wars kind of uh building a universe uh putting more stories into it because i think there's a lot you can do you've hit you've hit your star wars quota when we're not talking about star wars just so you know about star wars no i will i will bring it up i will bring it up we talked about star wars enough (laughs) if you bring it up again i'll have to use the belt okay just hand me the belt you brought it up first with the trivia well i start i don't i don't start fights i end them uh I don't know. Sorry, keep going, Josh. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I, I was looking forward to this. Um, I was really excited, and Harry Potter's back, and I'm very happy. Well, I mean, the serious Harry Potter is not back. The world is back, and Harry certain... Potter is not in this movie. The HPCU. In, in spirit, he is. HPCU. <laughs> I I I hope that doesn't become a thing, but I'm worried that it'll, it will. I mean, it'll probably be the just the wizarding world. Yeah, that's good. Good, good, good. Uh, Josh, do you have your Hogwarts Silver Morning Patronus things at the ready? I'm curious. My no, I I didn't do any of that. Oh my god, you are an American. You think you say I, you like this? You say you like this franchise? You don't know your Over Morning Hogwarts house and your Patronus? No, Come I, on. I I tried the Pottermore thing when it first came out. I was really excited for it, and it was really disappointing. So I stopped using it. Well, try it again. It's better. I don't want to. <laughs> Come back, baby. I'm sorry. But I, tr- I, tr- I started that thing. I was just like, I, this is uh, this at is just not for me. At I'm least, do, well, like I don't, I don't. To be honest, I don't really use it. Um, but I do the the, the housing and the quizzes are fun. I don't know. We're I, we're, I, we're I, a country I of quizzes. I think it sorted me, and I I want to say it was Ravenclaw, but I don't remember. Everybody um, says that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm totally uh, just guessing, mm-hmm. but I'm probably. The little huffle. Yeah, you're Hufflepuff. A huffer. If yeah, you, you, you and I are in the same spectrum. 
Um, said in the kindest way possible. I know that's that's an insult for many people. <laughs> which uh, which spectrum are you talking about, there, Chief? <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I I I thought the word. I'll text you what I what I was thinking, just so you can. I see. know exactly what you were thinking. That's why I asked the question. <laughs> I know. Um, Josh, you've always you've always struck me as being your patron as being like a pelican or something. Just kind of your something own... fleeting, a bird, some sort of bird. I can see that. All right, so with fantastic, <laughs> uh, with fantastic beasts, uh, Josh, why don't you start us off with your initial thoughts? Okay. Um. So right off the bat, I'm just gonna say it. That I think this is not as good as any of the Harry Potter movies. Um, but that's fine. I because I said I love those movies. Um, I love some probably more than I should. But this movie, I think, is um, it's really really good. I think it's um, a lot of fun. I have some problems with it that we'll get to. But the cast is great. Um, the uh, the the story is fun to for the most part. Um, I love the way they expand the world. Um, some of the actions kind of en- entertaining, and I love how they um, set a lot of things up for things to come without it feeling like just a setup movie. Um, overall, I think it's really good, not great, but I enjoyed it a lot, and I'm excited to see where they go with all the four or five sequels that they have planned. Mm-hmm. Um, as for myself, uh, I think the the thing I was most curious about, and it, really the biggest question mark of of the whole thing, because like by the way, I've been kicking myself in the past few weeks that I didn't realize what this series was going to be. I just thought it was going to be Newt Scamander and his adventures with beasts and stuff. Like, I I don't know how I missed. Like, oh, maybe they're going to set up Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Like, uh. But that's a whole different uh, me being an idiot. But um, the thing I was most curious about with this is how is JKR going to not only tell a new story, but how is she gonna how is she gonna introduce as a screenwriter? By the way, she wrote this movie. How is she gonna introduce characters that don't have the kind of the faith of the fans, where it's like, oh well. This is there's like stuff in the books that you know there that are like internal thoughts or just kind of brief things that you can't really show in the movies like because in some aspects the characters in the Harry Potter movies aren't that great but as a fan you know I can like I can read into it a little bit more and I'm more satisfied with it but so I was I was curious to see how she could do how she could craft brand new characters that have except for Newt in a very minor way never before been seen heard of spoken to or known and i gotta say she delivered like this i felt like i felt like i had i felt like it was weird i felt like i had read books with these characters and then saw them come on screen they were just so fully fleshed out and fully realized and that was the biggest question mark for me and it was answered immediately so the movie could have been could have done a number of different things and i would have been satisfied just because she just she knows how to write characters and she doesn't need an inner monologue or she doesn't need um, half page long descriptions. She just needs dialogue. And obviously with the help of David Yates, great acting and even better casting. So I am also extremely high on it. There are, I think there are two, either two or one Harry Potter movie that I like this more than Uh, one of them, which is somewhat obvious. I think you could, you both can figure out. I, I had a great time with it. Uh, it's one of those things where I'm I still I'm on a high right now. I'm high on Fantastic Beasts, so I don't know 
when I come down a little bit and when I get some perspective where it's going to end up. But for right now, I'm a really big fan of it. Uh, I think it's a huge success, and I can't wait to talk about it further. So, Cody, what did it say to you? I hated – no, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I I had so – this was the most fun I've had at the movie theater all year. Whoa. Yeah. I loved it. I had so much fun watching this movie. I loved all of the characters. I've never felt more connected to a character than I did with what was his name? Jacob. Joe? Jacob? Yeah, Jacob. I loved him. Yeah. The Madge. Nomad. The Nomad. I go. loved – oh, I thought he was so funny. He was such a good vessel for the audience too. Mm-hmm. Like that's exactly how I would be reacting if I was in that situation. I just I loved everything about this movie. Mm-hmm. And it was. I'm, I'm, what? No, go ahead. Sorry. I, I haven't seen the Harry Potter movies in a while. Yeah. But as of right now, this might be my favorite thing Harry Potter related. Won't lie. Wow. I mean, Deathly Hollows Part One and Two are pretty good, but the rest of them are all right. Yeah, okay, that's. That's a, that's an opinion. That's a, a bad and a poorly thought out one, but it's an opinion. <laughs> no, um, so I just I need to watch the movies again. I haven't seen them in like you a need year. to you need to watch them in all in one day. That's what you need to do. You I need might to do that. It's Fuck. the best. Stuff to it's, do at work on tomorrow night. It's the fucking best. Um, so I guess we can start with the cast since we all sort of brought it up. So let's just start at the top. Eddie Redmayne, yay or nay? Perfect. Josh, um, I liked him. Thought it was did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, the I I was a little. It took me a while to get into him because he's very, and it's it's intentional. He's very awkward and he's very, as he says, he comes off annoying to people. But it was in kind of a a sweet, endearing way that he was annoying, and I it took me a while to kind of get it, kind of get what his character is. But once. I, there's a certain point in the movie where the mo- I finally kind of got into everything, mm-hmm. and um, it was at that point that I was really starting to like him. So I, I really liked him. I thought he did a great job, and I like. I think Newt Scamander is someone I'm gonna be excited to follow for a few movies. So yeah, um, I've I think I've mentioned on the show before at some point. I think it was most. I think it was last year when the Oscar stuff was going on. I'm not an Eddie Redmayne fan. I for some reason went to the theater and saw the Danish girl and it may, about made me want to puke just <laughs> not not for the reason not for the obvious reasons i just i have it's other, because you're transphobic right basic no everything but that basically that movie has got a whole mess of problems that i'm fine with the transphobic stuff or the transphobia or not <laughs> shit you're it, not fine with it no i'm i'm fine with the transgender stuff but everything else is garbage and stupid and Except lame for baby girl and i'm not a fan of him but so I I was I came into this with a lot of skepticism and I think he is good, not great. Uh, maybe if you know I spend a little bit more time with him or whatever. But uh, he kind of follows in the tradition of at least in the series where the main character is in some ways the least interesting. Because in the in the Harry Potter movies, Harry was despite being you know the titular character, it was usually Hermione that was the one that was kind of not carrying things, but she was the more compelling of the three where Harry's more things are. I'm just, that's that's not a bad way. I don't agree. I don't agree with that. But more things are happening to him than he's, than he's doing. And that's fine. Cause that's, that's just his character. He's not seeking 
things, but we'll like I said, we'll get to that. I, I'm I'm itching for that conversation. But and I felt like New kind of uh, he fell into that where yes, he's the hero, but he's not the one I'm most interested in following. So which is where the rest of the cast comes in. But I'm sure Eddie Eddie's fine. Uh, I kind of question some of his acting choices. I think they might have been he might have taken too much personality out of Newt's commander. Hopefully that he lets a little bit more shine through as he and the character get more comfortable. But overall, I enjoyed him. Uh, and then moving on, Dan Fogler. Wow. Is that Chief? Is that my buddy? That's Jacob, yeah. I mean... Oh, he's so good. He's, he's so good. I, you know, I'll just say this. If this means that he re- he completely replaces Josh Gad in the zeitgeist... <laughs> Like, if we can just not do no Josh Gad, he's gone, and just replace him in everything with Dan Fogler. We'll pretend Josh Gad didn't exist. Dan Fogler will, will do Olaf in the next Frozen movie. Then I'll be more than happy because this guy <laughs> was, he is so much fun. He reminds me, he's like a mix of Nick Frost and Seth Rogen, kind of. I see that. I see that. That's, yeah. that's pretty. I, I loved him. Like I said. I, yeah, I've been a fan of this guy for oh, a couple of years because I saw him in a movie. I don't know. I might have mentioned it before. The movie Fanboys. Yeah, um, heard of it. Yeah, he's he's in that movie. He's one of the main characters, and he's friggin' great in that movie. And so I've been so excited for him to be in. The, I've seen him in a couple other things too, um, and I love him. Yeah, I was, the one thing I was worried about because he's kind of known for being the weird, making weird faces and being kind of out there. Um, and I was afraid that was going to pull me out of it, but I thought he was actually the best part of the movie. I loved mm-hmm. him in this, so I, I thought he did a great job. And I'm excited that he's finally in a movie that's going to get a lot of lot of attention because I think he's a great actor and he deserves a lot more credit than he's gotten. So yeah, absolutely, I agree 100. Um, percent Elsewhere, uh, Catherine Waterson, uh, Waterson or Waterston. Waterson. Okay, yeah, because I know there's Sam Waterston, so I don't. I get confused. Um, have you guys seen her before, or is she a fresh face for you? She looked familiar. Yeah, I I'm not sure where I seen her. She's in. She was in a movie called The Babysitters, which is like I think seven or eight years old. I don't know if either guys have seen it, but it's actually uh, nine I, years old now. Wow, really? Oh Jesus. Um. But yeah, she. I first saw her in that, and I thought she was great there. So I've been excited to see her in this. Oh, she was in um, Steve Jobs. What am I talking about? Yep. Yeah, she was uh, his wife. Oh wow. Yeah. Or his funny. ex-wife. Um. Well, never his yeah. wife. His his mother's child. Or, yeah. His baby well, mama. Same. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I think she's great, and I I really like her in this. The character. I'm. I need more of to really get a feel for her, but I liked her. Oh, I loved her. She was my second favorite. I think she was so. Ah, I don't know. It's tough because there's somebody else that we're gonna have to get to. But um, I, I've been a big Catherine Waterston fan. Uh, I saw her back in Inherent Vice with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. It was a Paul Thomas Anderson movie because I'm a you know pretentious little asshole sometimes. But uh, so I've liked All her. The time? Yeah, Steve Jobs is great. Uh, she was excellent in that movie, and she's got a, a murderous row of movies coming out. Uh, Next is Alien Covenant, which she's the lead in. And then she's in uh, Logan Lucky, Steven Soderbergh's next movie. With uh, She's starring alongside Channing Tatum, Daniel Craig, Adam Driver, Hilary Swank, Katie Holmes, Seth MacFarlane, Sebastian Stan. Jesus uh, like, Christ. Talk about a, uh, a yeah. ensemble cast. My God. Yeah, and the premise of that movie is two brothers plan a heist that takes place during a NASCAR event. So 
That oh, might, it's gonna be so good. Yeah, that might be the best movie of all time. Just so we're like all move over, page. Citizen Kane. Jesus. Yeah. But uh, no, Catherine Marston, her stock's been on the rise, uh, and wow, she's thirty six years old. Holy crap! Really? She doesn't look it. Yeah, I know. I agree. Wow. <clears throat> good for her. Uh, um, I thought she was like in her twenties. Wow. Um. So yeah, I th- I thought she was a great character. I liked she kind of fit the Hermione role in a way. Uh, while being a little bit more reckless, I suppose. Kind of like, I think, I feel like she's a lot what Hermione would have been like when she grew up, you know, and became a ministry Uh official, where she's, yeah, she's super smart, and she's, like, by the rules, but she also can bend them when need be. I really appreciated that, whereas, uh, Fogler, or, yeah, Fogler's character was kind of the Ron, and Newt was the Harry, and then, uh, Queenie, who we'll talk about next, was kind of like the Luna of the group. If you want to make distinctions there, I suppose. But uh, overall, I liked her more than Luna. Oof, that's I tough. Think. I Man. do love Luna, though. Let's uh, get serious. Uh, it is tough. Yvonne Lynch is a great person, by the way. She's a good follow she... on Instagram and whatnot because she is posts pictures of her cats. It's pretty cool. Is she still uh, acting? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Ru- she she's not in as little as Rupert Grint. Let's just say <laughs> he's kind of disappeared. I think I, I think he pumped my gas last week. Uh, <laughs> but all right, let's move on to I think who I think is going to be the breakout uh, in Queenie. What do we think about Queenie? Loved her, Josh. She was actually my least favorite character. Seriously, really? yeah, she was so endearing I, of the main four. Um, okay, well, like that's her, fair. But I I mean I liked her. It's just something about her. I couldn't. It took me until like the last third of the movie to kind of like her. She kind of annoyed me for a while, and then when can we get into spoilers now? Uh, yeah. Okay, so spoilers well, coming for a, Fantastic Beasts. It's, it's, it's not a huge thing. Well, um, we might as well just lay that lay the dive in down. there. Okay, so there's a point in the movie where she has to kind of save, or she has to attempt to save uh, Tina and Newt. And it's not until that point in the movie that I was, like, really that interested in her or that I felt she was likable that much. Because um, she was kind of just a little bit awkward. And we, oh, I don't know. I just, something about her just wasn't, I wasn't vibing with me. But at that point, I kind of got on board with her more. Um, but even then, I was just like, I like her. I don't love her. And I wouldn't be sad if I never saw her again in one of these movies. Wow. But I, I do like her, and I wouldn't mind seeing her again in one of these movies to get more development with her. Okay. Well, I, but I, I, I did like the relationship between her and um, uh, what was his name? Jacob. Kowalski. Kowalski. Jacob. Yeah, Jacob. Um, yeah, I like I like the relationship between those two. I thought that worked really well. So I, that was I think that's the best part of her. Like performance in her character the way she played off of him so mm. okay well i loved her i thought she in a movie where things did get a little bit more dark and gritty and adult than um at least the the last franchise started out even though that's still a pretty dark but it's more of in your face i mean i, th- I just thought she brought so a, a great deal of levity and just kind of 
it's nice to see somebody smiling in these movies, you know? <laughs> That's sometimes a good thing, because everybody's usually grim, thinking about, like, death and the future and war and stuff, when she's just like, hey, sugar, how you doing? I was like, I love that. That's that's so, it's a necessary thing when you, in one, especially in uh, in movies like this. You have to have somebody to kind of break the tension, and I thought she did a great job of that, and I loved her. I, I, I'm hope, I hope she sticks around. I, I doubt that she won't, so... Here's hoping. Cody, what do you what do you have to say? Oh, I loved her. I thought she was hilarious. Yeah. I liked um <clears throat> I liked uh her ability that she could read people's minds. I yeah. thought that that made for some really funny jokes. Yeah, a legilimens as they're called. Yeah, I like that. Really good a uh plot device later in the movie. Mhm. I just I I loved her. I did. I think I'm going to marry her. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, that's something other, I can just do. Yeah, other well, I don't know. You gotta ask her. Uh, other newcomers in well, I guess we can just sort of not let the cat out of the bag. But we'll talk about one of the bigger questions, at least that I had. Credence Ezra Miller. Um, so obviously, like I said, spoilers. He, they Newt. We find out that Newt is basically he's in New York because he's looking for an obscurus. Uh, which is, uh, it's a dark magic, I think. But it's like it's kind of like a Dementor, but without the face and stuff, and much more dangerous. You know, it's kind of it's got a Dementorish kind of feel where it's not it's not a thing really. It just it's it's a force more than an object, or it's I, it's I guess it's kinda, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to describe. They were it was. The details on them were a little bit hazy, um, but they're bad, basically. They're very, very bad. They're a bad thing. You don't want one. They're very destructive. And so we go out the entire movie uh, with Colin Farrell's character, Percival Graves, is looking for a girl who is an Obscurus, and he's been wor- he works with Ezra Miller to find her, only to find out that the Obscurus was Ezra Miller the, the whole time. So... I guess we'll we'll lead into this in a bigger plot in a bigger plot point. But did you guys like the uh, not abundance? But did you like the twists in this movie, or were you hoping for something a little bit more straightforward? I did. You did like. I them. liked it. It kept it interesting and it kept me guessing. Mm-hmm. And I just I, I really enjoyed the plot to this movie a lot. Did you? What did you think about uh, Ezra Miller? Oh, he was great. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Pre- I can't think of a performance I disliked in this movie. That's true. I think everybody did really well. Yeah. I feel like he was a little bit. He didn't really get to do too much other than sulk and look angry. But I, that's that's more for the character. But I, like I know that he's a he's a good to great actor. So um, this just kind of wasn't a really showy role where you could kind of show off your chops, I guess. But mm-hmm. Josh, what do you think about Ezra Miller and his character? I yeah, he was one of my also one of my favorite parts. Um, I thought he was great. Ezra Miller, big fan of him. He was. He, I think he did a really fantastic job here. Um, and I, I I thought the character was really really like he he almost grabbed me emotionally more than anybody else. I thought his kind of whole arc was it's tragic but it's mm-hmm. compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really got into that. And I was the only thing I didn't like about that was like I wish there was a little more development for the beginning of it. So we got to maybe know him a little bit more. Cause he kind of just, it's kind of just cuts to him every once in a while to show how that progresses. 
Um, but it worked well in the context of the overall story they were telling. Um, and I, I, I enjoyed it and yeah, I thought he, he was great. So, um, yeah, he, they did just kind of like, Hey, let's check in with Ezra and, you know, give you a little, a little credence update. But, um, yeah, his whole plot line, I suppose, is not what I expected. Uh, basically he's embedded as like a secret agent into this cult for the most part that looks to expose witches and i just gotta say whoever whoever played the mother was like a dolores umbridge level of i just despise you and i want you to die thankfully we got we did yeah we we got that (laughs) it happened yeah spoilers Um, but i don't know that's another great thing jkr does is she make her villains are not just they're not all they're not all grindelwalds and voldemorts and snape sometimes they're sometimes they're just Bitches with agendas, like Dolores Umbridge or this woman. Infinitely more interesting than like Malekith and Thor: The Dark World or whatever that guy's name was. Yeah, like she's she's the she was great. She should have been. Imagine if Thor was fighting him instead. Thor two would have been great. Oh man. Uh, John Voight was in this movie. Yeah, for about two seconds. That was the no. That wasn't the biggest shock. I'm gonna tell you my biggest shock coming into this movie. I got super excited. Was I forgot Ron Perlman was in the movie. Yeah. For f- and then I saw his fucking goblin thing. It died. Yeah. Really, oh, really, so funny. really brave choice to not even use any makeup with him. Uh, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, he just went regular. I don't think he... Um, just some, practical, just, right? Just a little bit of forced perspective to make him look smaller, and then, you know, he just looks like it. But <laughs> Why cast Ron Perlman and not get to see Ron Perlman? I don't know. Especially in it a... looked it looked enough like Ron Perlman that I was able to recognize him. Yeah, no, but he already looks spooky, so <laughs> he fits right in. Um, elsewhere, let's talk about some more spoilers. Uh, probably the biggest spoiler. Well, not probably the biggest spoiler in the movie. So, Colin Farrell played Percival Graves, and or did he? At the very end, we get a. <laughs> In the tradition of the animated Scooby-Doo uh, cartoons, or the animated Scooby-Doo show, we get the whole, it's old man Grindelwald at the very end. <laughs> so we find out that uh, Grindelwald has been in disguise as Percival Graves the whole time, which leads me to some questions. First of all, I read into this as like a Mad-Eye Moody situation where the real Graves is like in a trunk somewhere, just hanging out, waiting to for somebody to find him, like this... Grindelwald kind of stole his identity. So did you guys get any hint that that was the case, or is this the last we're going to see of Percival Graves? Well, they didn't hint at it, but it wouldn't surprise me Josh, if he came think? back in the sequel. I just kind of assumed that he killed him, ah. but that could have been the case too. I don't really know. I'm, I'm I mean, so bummed if Percival Graves did not show up, because I loved Colin Farrell. He might have had – I think he well, had my favorite performance in the whole thing. Yeah. The thing is that I feel like I wouldn't. Re- I don't really care if he ends up not coming back because it's revealed that that's not who Percival Graves is. That's Grindelwald. Yeah, no, no. But what I'm saying is, like, Mad Eye came back. You know. Yeah, but it's we never really got the Mad Eye in his fun, like the way we got to enjoy him in Goblet of Fire after Goblet of Fire. Sure, he was. He was back to his old ways and like Deathly Hollows and stuff when he was. Yeah, but God, for like, like a oh scene. Goblin piss, you know. It was for like a scene. Still, we got that for, you know, 
I don't know. I, th- I I'm hoping. I because I think I don't know if w- where he would fit in because I th- I think he would be on the in the hero side, but maybe he would be villainous. But I just want to see more of Colin Farrell because he fit. I think he has probably been the most seamless fit into this universe that I think I've seen throughout all nine movies. Basically, like he just he just works from the first second. He's just like, oh, he. Ne- it's like where have you been? It's like you've been. This is the sixth movie I've seen you in. You know, and I really, really love that. And I'm I can't I can't get enough of the Feral. And I love he's him. a really great actor. He really is. Like and it, as a side imagine note, he was just in the Lobster. Yeah, remember that. Remember what he looked like in the Lobster. Remember his performance in the Lobster. Yeah, he went from flabby to daddy. Am I right? You're goddamn right. He has that. Uh, Brad Pitt from Fury haircut going on. Yeah, yeah. Which another thing, going on along with the big reveal, I should have realized as soon as I saw the picture of Johnny Depp. It's like, oh well, they're going to be the same person because they have the same fucking hairstyle. I don't know how I missed, and he's got the sign of the hollows. Like, how am I missing so much for this movie? Yeah, I don't know. That's only that's something that threw me off when they had. There's a ton of ton of uh, not too many, but there's a lot of references to Harry Potter stuff. Um, that we can talk about in a minute, but the Deathly Hollows thing, um, when that showed up, I was at first I was like a fanboyed out because like, oh my god, it's a Deathly Hollows, holy crap, you know, it's crazy. And then I thought about, it, I was like, all right, that was that was cool, but it's like, what does that have to do with anything? It's just a random <laughs> reference. Why put that in there? And then when you find out it's Grindelwald, it's like, oh, that makes complete sense, and that's awesome, and also mm-hmm. kind of scary. And I'm excited to see where they go with that. Yeah, so. it's just bringing up the references to the the Harry Potter movies that uh. I didn't notice that many of them, which was nice, uh, mostly because I don't think they paid attention to, like, they put a lot of attention to them. Like, looking back, in in The Force Awakens, they kind of throw it in your face a little bit, where Finn, you know, he leans on the table, and you can see the game they're playing, or the parsecs line. The Seeker drone. Yeah, yeah, like, with those, it's like, that's fine. I'm I'm perfectly okay with, like, you just saying, hey, here's, remember this from, member, member? Member Star Wars? Member Star Wars. I'm fine with that. I don't mind that, but I prefer it when it's done subtly and, like, covert like this, where you do get, you do see Graves put the necklace with the hollows on Credence, but you don't get, like, a close-up shot of it. You just, you know, they, they're focused you on the action. Is, yeah. Because why would they, why would the two of them bring so much focus into it? Be like, oh, this is a sign of the hollows. It's like, no, it's just... These things are off to the side that they're not a big deal because they're not a big deal to the characters because they're not a big deal yet. I liked how they didn't shove that down your throat. I really appreciated that. Um, other than that, other other than the Hollows thing and the Dumbledore reference, did you guys notice anything major that tied in to the... Um, I mean, uh, uh, there was obviously the Dumbledore reference. Um, and you didn't then... get to see him, I told you. We didn't get to see yeah, him. Yeah, I know. What, um, if, what if Damian Lewis or whatever the, your actor just walked out on screen? I'd be like, I would. How call, excited would you have been? I would call Josh immediately and say, "Nana, boo boo, stick your head in doo doo," oh, and he'd so be like, I, and then I'd hang up and he'd, he'd be like, "What?" And I would not tell him why. Not that, I don't, seen... not that I don't want him to be cast. I, you yeah. told me to pick an actor. Yeah. I actually, I found, <laughs> I found out recently that apparently, uh, you know, Jared Harris from the second Sherlock Holmes movie. Yeah, apparently, he's related to Richard Harris. Yeah, yeah, apparently he's his son. So, yeah, I would have picked him if I'd known that. He's <laughs> he's a little, I think he's a little old. He's only two years older than Depp, and you know, hey, if if Mark Hamill can get in shape, why can't Jared Harris? I guess. 
Mark, <laughs> Mark Hamill went from flabby to daddy pretty quickly. The, you know, that's all I'm saying. The other, no, the other, Mark the, Hamill went from flabby to granddaddy, real quick. Close enough. The other, there, there was one, there was one major reference that I kind of completely caught me off, caught me off guard with the uh, Lestrange. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I that was, I don't know where they're going with that, but that's one of the things that has me most curious out of anything. I'll tell you right I, now, love triangle. The Lestrange, no, Tina, no, and then don't, Newt. Don't do it. No, but it's a it's a JKR love triangle, so it'll be good, you know? She didn't do love triangles on Harry Potter. Yeah, she did. I mean, but what if what if they just threw that in there to um because to say that, hey, these guys weren't always bad. It's yeah, just I, Bellatrix is kind of the worst. If they if they go into that family and we kind of see earlier stages and like a different side of it, that I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Especially uh, when Stephen Lestrange gets in gets involved, <laughs> some fucking monastery. Uh, too many stranges. It's like a, I know it's an obvious. You name your character, give your character the last name Strange. Get that in there. But golly, um, but yeah, that was actually Zoe Kravitz, Lenny's daughter. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I recognized her in the picture. I was like, who is that? And then I looked her up. Oh, here. so you so you know that she's actually going to show up in one of these sequels. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, she's. Absolutely. They're not just going to get Zoe Kravitz. In the yeah, they were, otherwise they would have just gotten a picture of a random girl. Yeah, exactly. I wonder how much she got paid for this. I wouldn't guess. Probably a lot. not a lot. She's, I mean, it's not like she's like an A-lister. I know, but even even then, she's still gonna make a good ch- chunk of change for being in a first sitting for like two hours. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. It's good, good money. Um, good money. fast money, fast money. Uh, no whammy, no whammy. Stop. Okay. Um, let's. I guess let's talk about the beast for a quick second. I th- I feel like okay. they took a back seat, but I was kind of okay with that. They were still pretty fantastic. Okay, take it easy, guys. Talk, talk to you next week. Uh, do you guys? Do you guys have a favorite one? Because I sure the hell, as hell do. The platypus. The platypus. The gold the digging. The the Mifflin. The the gold digging platypus who just pounded down coins and jewelry and money. Ah, oh, that guy was the best. He was a goat. I love that guy. I also really liked the uh, little uh, root guy. Yeah, the dribble. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Bowtruckle. Yeah. Because it's awesome. a reference because Hagrid in yeah. De- in Deathly Hallows 7, he's like, you were no bigger than a Bowtruckle, he says like to Harry when he brought him to Privet Drive. And I was like, I wonder what those are. Then when I heard him say Bowtruckle, I was like, yo, that's small. They are. Babies are bigger than Bowtruckles. <laughs> not if not Harry. He was a preemie. True. Uh, Josh, did you have true. a favorite beast? Um, yeah, it was probably it was probably the bow truckle. Yeah, if I just because he was the one I got most attached to. Not because oh. he reminds you of Groot. Yeah, probably that too. <laughs> I see, I see right through you. <laughs> uh, I thought the Thunderbird was pretty dope as hell. Like the the big uh, Sky Kitty. Oh, those that was what pretty was cool. Frank. Yeah, something like that from Arizona. <laughs> Apparently, he's... Well, yeah, I liked him too. He was cool. Yeah. Um, I, I liked, um, the invisible guy. Yeah, he was <coughs> the, the sloth looking dude. Yeah, he was just a bro. Yeah, he totally was. He was just hugging that one guy. He's like, ah, I'm just gonna hang out here. Uh, the, the little, the little snaky snakes were cool. I like them. Oh, that was a, that was a cool thing where it's like, oh, they just, they fit to their confines, basically. I thought that was really, really, really fucking cool. And then catching in the teacup, that was a great sequence. Uh, awesome. trying to think. The... Another another Harry Potter pre reference, I guess, is the Crumple Horn Snork Rack. The fuck. The, the, the rhinoceros. <laughs> Which one was thing. that? 
There were oh, announcers looking thing. They that tried scene to... was hilarious. Oh, so funny. Did they have that play in your guys' theater? Oh, it was great. Yeah. I went on an IMAX. And... Oh, nice. Oh, the theater loved it. Josh, how'd yours? Yeah, it went, it went over great, yeah. Speaking of, did you guys have a very active, like, fan-heavy crowd, or? I think so. Okay. We got there right as the movie started, so I didn't really uh, have time to... Look around. See? Survey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, what about you? I mean, it was a, it wasn't like completely packed, but it was it was it was pretty full with a lot of people that seemed like they were fans. A lot of people seemed to pick up on references and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, it wasn't like the diehard people that have read the book six hundred thousand times and are you know dressed in costume kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. I had a good audience. They were very active. It was full of college kids, which was always nice. It's like yeah, we are we share in this love. Um, Another thing that I loved, I think uh, the music in this was fantastic. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's, it doesn't really stack up to the the other scores because yeah. like, yeah. it so, was good. It wasn't the best. I don't know. There were a few I moments. Liked, um, I liked um, John Williams' score better. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. It's, yeah. it's nowhere near as good as that. But I'm just, but just as it did a good job of it being its own thing while also sounding like it belongs in Harry in the Harry Potter I, universe. What else has that conductor um, done? Oh, he's done a ton of stuff. It's James um, Newton Howard, did, Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah. He, well, he co-did the Dark Knight. Um, Hans Zimmer did he, the Dark Knight. Um, he worked on, I think he did the Hunger Games, and I think he did, uh, maybe he did. He didn't do Lord of the Rings, or was that? Um, he's, done, he's done some pretty notable. No, no, that was um, Howard Shore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Recently, King Kong, RV with Robin Williams. I mean. Of course. Who could Classic. forget? Uh, but recently, yeah, he's nothing major. Yeah, Hunger Games, Snow White, Hunger Games again, Hunger Games again. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's He's been around. Not, you know, he's okay. Uh... So yeah, the music I I loved. Production design I thought was fabulous. I, they did. I wasn't around the twenties, unfortunately. I would have loved the depression, uh, but I feel like it did. It nailed that kind of look and feel. Um, I don't think that they um, hammered the depression as much as I wanted them to, but I'm also not sure that the depression happened yet. Uh, no, that was. Oh yeah, that's right. That was towards so 1929 the, when it happened. Yeah, that was towards the end. Hmm. I wonder if they're going to deal with that. Better. That, that or pl- I'm going to stop watching. That platypus will be thought of in a much different way now, I think. I just love that he's bit where monster. he's looking around, and the, the little platypus has, like, the ear, the, like, the necklaces on, and he's standing trying to, trying to stay still so Newt won't see him, and he just gets so <laughs> fat because he loves money. Uh, that guy, I can't get over that guy. He was so good. He was so good. Um, but, yeah, speaking of, a lot of funny stuff in this movie. Oh, the first half of this movie was hilarious. Just setups and executions, and it was just it breezed by. And I, I just that's so that's such an underrated part of J.K.R.'s writing is that she's just when she wants to be funny, she can be hysterical, and I love that about it. What did you guys think? Did you think the comedy blended? Absolutely. Josh, I, I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a, do you have a particularly <laughs> favorite favorite bit, or was it just? Um, 
No, I, I thought it was great. I, I thought it, the the comedy I thought worked well. It didn't feel there was a couple moments where I was afraid it was going to get too slapsticky, um, but it never got to that point, And I thought it worked well. Um, I think David Yates handled humor well in the other four Harry Potter movies he did, um, and I think he did just as good of a job here. Um, the I don't know if there's any particular moment that I thought was funny. Just everything involving. Um, Jacob's character, just the way he interacted with the world was some of the funniest stuff to me. So. Yeah, true. I found out that, um, at least according to IMDb's trivia section, which is, you know, there's some, there's Accurate probably some truth 100%. to it. Yeah, apparently, Michael Sarah was, he basically chose between being in Fantastic Beasts or doing the voice of Robin in the Lego Batman movie, so. Somebody made the wrong choice. I know, I kind of, I kind of think that would be but I don't know. I I I I'm torn on who I'd rather see because Fogler did so good. But I know Michael Sarah's my boy, and I just feel like he would fit <laughs> so well into this world. Like, oh, it's okay. It's you know, it's it's fine. I mean, I, I guess <laughs> doing magic. Huh? Hey, those 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 uh those plates are moving. That's that's you know that's 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 I weird. Just, I just love magic. It's it's uh, it's pretty great. Uh, Josh, I'm, I'm sure you would you would rather have your boy Fogler. A, thousand times than uh michael sarah at all look i love michael sarah keep him the hell away from this he'd be keep so him... good oh, he would be, he would have been better as grindelwald tbh keep him <laughs> keep michael sarah far away from this forever please he needs to be in every franchise like God. star wars i want him as a stormtrooper or a knight of ren <laughs> <laughs> I want yeah, Kyle except, big brother. Except instead of like a weapon or a lightsaber, he's just got a pool noodle that he's swinging, <laughs> he's swinging oh around because he's Michael Zara. Uh, let's talk about Grindelwald. I think we've put, we might have put that off a little bit too long, but um, he he had much more of a presence than I thought that he would. Where it seems like he was referenced quite a bit, whether in passing or like oh well you guys like Grindelwald escape or yada, yada, yada. You, didn't, you didn't you didn't notice how they mentioned him in the newspaper like 15 times no, no in I the know. opening I, scene no no I'm, oh, can I'm... I tell you I loved that opening sequence oh it was great yeah oh that was the some of the best exposition delivering I've ever seen oh yeah without being it just exposition Joe having a soliloquy yeah no I it's less of an exhibition dump than an exhibition or exposition exhibition. That's what I was trying to say. Nailed it. Good <laughs> job, <laughs> buddy. Wordplay. Um, but let's. So Grindelwald, he kind of hung over the movie. We we only see him a couple of times. Um, first, he I think he kills a bunch of guys, which outside of what looked like to what looked like it was Malfoy Manor. But I'm not sure, but that's kind of the vibe I got from it. Um, which that was a pretty cool scene. And then they talked about it a little bit, but then at, at the very ending, Newt uh, restrains Graves. And what what possessed him to use the that Revelio spell? Do you get? Did you guys get a feeling of that? Because it just seems like he did it. Like he we, kind of. I I mean, I'm sure. I feel like he probably sensed something or something. I don't know. Okay. I mean, there's not. You could make. You could probably make up some kind of excuse for it. it I pretty sure she just kind of wrote it to well, be like that he did bad like i guess in in his in defense of that i guess he did tr- attack a bunch of ores so maybe that might have triggered something in 
new to be like, uh, something's up if this aura is attacking everybody and going going berserk. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I never mind. I I rescind that minor complaint because I I kind of like that now. Um, but uh, yeah, then we get the old hominem revelio and we see it's Grindelwald and. What do you guys think? Is he what you thought he would look like? Is How did he match your expectations? I had no expectations going in. I did not know who Grendelwald was until we talked about it like last week. Yeah. So, I he's thought the, he looked great. He's the Joseph Goebbels to Voldemort's Hitler, basically. Oh, really? Yeah. Josh, what, did you have any expectations? And if so, did uh, he meet them? I don't know really what I was expecting. I was just I was praying that he wouldn't distract me and I was praying that he wouldn't be Johnny Depp that I don't like. Which Wait, is what? The, like the, the, the bad Johnny Depp. The Johnny Depp we've had for the last like eight to nine years that where he acts like a clown. Less Mordecai. Um, I don't think you saw Tusk. Well, is he in no, Husk? He... He's Tusk, yeah, and Dioga Hosers. What? That looks so bad. Does he have an agent, or is it just a monkey on He's crack? friends with Kevin Smith. Stop being a dick. I know, I'm just saying. <laughs> he just does the weird, like, Mordecai. Why? Like, oh, I, yeah, I that know. one was, that's unforgivable. I didn't the see Rum it. The Rum Diaries, like, what? I don't know. That movie was so fucking boring. Rum Diaries? Yeah. You saw it? I did not like it. Why'd you see it? Anyway, that's... I don't know. I, it had the word rum in it. I was I wasn't old enough. Okay, did I made you a get mistake. Confused for the Princess Diaries again. Come on, Cody. I wish <laughs> I was. So, Josh, you but didn't no. have any. You had no expectations for what he would look like. I mean, I just kind of assumed he'd look like Johnny Depp with that blonde haircut. I mean, I really know what to think. Okay. Um, as for what I got, I think it's too soon to really tell since he was only in it for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm torn because the second he showed up, there were a couple of people that started laughing and I didn't blame them because they're like, Oh, it's Johnny Depp. Yeah. Okay. And it's kind of just like this. It's why I didn't want him. I didn't completely know if I liked him as the casting because it's, it's Johnny Depp and it's a little distracting. I feel like I'll probably get used to it and I'll get more into it as I see him in the role. Yeah. But for now, I'm not completely on board with it. Yeah, he's he's still a big question mark for me. But, I mean, what casting decision that both da- either David Heyman, the producer, or J.K. Rowling have helped, have conspired to make has gone wrong, you know? Like, they recast Dumbledore, and he was... And they did... They recast him, and it, it improved, so... Maybe they're due for one. You can make that argument, but overall, I'm I'm holding out faith that they have a good, a really good reason for choosing Johnny Depp, and maybe we'll see the full scope of things. Um, you know, with the with the bigger picture, it's just it's hard to it's hard to get excited right now. But my curiosity's peaked, and as for his physical appearance, um, not what I expected because you know the the Grindelwalds that we've seen in live action are a little bit more composed, I guess, and like a little bit more devil I mean, may care. We've only, we've only, the only one we've seen is the one he's really, really old and he's in prison. And then when and he's then really, really when young. When he's really, really young and he's just a teenager. Yeah, but still, so, I mean, that that still is a pretty distinct, you know, he's very, in Deathly Hallows 1, when he's young, he's very 
menacingly handsome and postured and kind of put together. Um, where in this I one, he's like, got the little like, mustache and he's got the heterochromia iridium. So it's like, what's I feel going like this on? Is the, I feel like this is a, a nice middle ground between then and what he ends up being in the in the when he's an old guy and he's just. I was gonna say, isn't this like after a stint in prison? No, this is way before he goes to prison. Yeah, oh. he hasn't even started then, his prison yet. Then who was he killing in the beginning of the movie? Just a bunch of dudes. Some guys. Yeah, just killing some guys. By the way, no, you, nobody noticed my heterochromia iridium reference. That's sad. I got it. It's the two different colored eyeballs. You're cool. Just like my kitty. You think me? I didn't know your cat had two different colored eyes. Yeah, uh, brown and a uh, blue. A handsome man. Um. <laughs> so yeah, uh, <laughs> sound like a fucking mom. I That's know. so funny. The, <laughs> the, the hair and the mustache and the eyes. I was like, okay, this is this. They made a choice. This is a choice. I. It's not the choice I would have made, but you know, that's why I'm not in charge, and I've I've got the faith that this will turn out to be super duper spectacularama. Uh, but it's just it's an interesting foot to start off on. So, hopes for the best. Uh, other than that, do you guys think that we're gonna go to Ilvermorny, or is is Hogwarts is just the production design and the look and feel of Hogwarts? Is are they is that too much to try to f- try to equal or match? I think we'll see. I mean, they also have four more movies to do it. Yeah. So we might not have gotten it this time, but I think we will eventually. Yeah, that's what, okay. Josh, do you th- you think so? Right? Yeah, yeah, I think we're gonna see it. Hmm. Very interesting. I'm just I'm I'm again the the next movie is gonna be out in just a uh, fall of 2018. So I mean, oh pretty quick turnaround so a lot of these questions about casting and all that kind of stuff will be answered fairly soon so thankfully not too much of a wait there um but yeah it's a lot of exciting things the this movie could lead into um and i'm excited to see where where this goes i don't i don't feel it's as open-ended and you know limitless possibilities as people have made it out to be i do think there's a pretty clear direction I think it is. I think you can. There. I think there. I mean, honestly, we know where it's going to ultimately end, right? Because um, it ends in 1945. But I think the journey to get there. I think there's a ton of different directions you could go with just the character of Newt um, and where how he follows this along. I think there's a lot of room for different interpretation of um, the story. So I'm, and I think that's definitely one of the biggest advantages of not having this be based off a book is that you're not going to have a bunch of fans that are you know criticizing changes made from a book and you're not going to feel tied to the source material because there is no source material um and i think that's really exciting for the harry potter universe yeah um other than that do you guys have anything else that's uh on your mind I mean, I have I have some negatives I wanted to. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about those. <laughs> We're a positive only podcast. They, they not a, not <laughs> Harry Potter doesn't exclude uh, negative things from happening. Yeah, like Prisoner of Azkaban. Continue. Oh. Um, so I have, I have a couple issues with this movie. Um, the first act, like pretty much the entire like first, I'd say like thirty minutes. I it felt like, and I I don't know where I heard this. 
it felt like a book that was trying to be a movie because of just, it just it really felt like this was obviously J.K. Rowling's first time writing a script um, because she's she does a great job writing books but the way she writes the movie it just it felt kind of clunky and it some things were awkward um, and the pace of it was moving a little sl- not completely slow but just it didn't completely mesh until it gets to that point where they go into the case for the first time and that's where it kind of picked up and started really going for me hmm. um and, for, and from there i was i was completely into it but up to that point i was a little i wasn't completely into it um so that was one thing for me and then the other one was the cgi um oh yeah yeah i'm with you the, on this one the cgi wasn't very good <laughs> i won't say it's not very good i think it was fine it was just really really distracting um i thought it, it was, felt some of it was really out of place and i think there was a lot of missed opportunities for practical effects. Mm, and okay. I and I think because Harry Potter, except for maybe the last two, maybe, maybe just the last one where there was a lot, obviously because it's big, epic, spectacle battle, a lot of effects, a lot of creatures. You have to have a lot of CGI in there. Um, um, but for the most part, the Harry Potter movies used a lot of practical effects. I mean, in Chamber of Secrets, you have they had a real... Uh, animatronic snake and a real spider and you had a animatronic hippogriff in the third one and you had um, all these practical effects in a lot of the movies and they did start to lean more on CGI when they later on but only when it really needed to and they made it look as best as possible. So what, because, what missed opportunities did they um, have? Where, where, the, where could they have substituted practical effects for CGI? First thing, well, came, I have to, one. First thing came to mind is the goblin. Uh, Ron Perlman is the goblin. That was the first thing because it reminded me of when the Hobbit came out and they had all the orcs suddenly are CGI when they used to be practical uh, makeup guys and makeup in the Lord of the Rings movies. And it really took me out of it. I was like, as much as I think Ron Perlman did a great job and I liked the character and it was fun. It was a fun scene. I would have liked it even more if I wasn't so obviously looking at a CGI goblin when I know what a practical goblin looks like. Well, Dobby was CGI. Yeah, but that, but that, that doesn't, that doesn't, I haven't seen a practical house elf. Mm, okay, I, I kind of see where you're coming from, but you know, at the same time, the Gringotts goblins lend themselves mostly because they're, I don't, sorry if I'm using the wrong term, uh, little people? Is that the right one? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Is like that the good one now? now? Okay, I can't keep track, I'm sorry. Um, uh, yeah, but, but you, you, can, you can still put a guy in makeup. Well, I don't I don't know, I, I'm, I'm okay with that decision. I, see, the CGI didn't, I, I guess it didn't bug me as much as it bugged you, uh, at least in, in that respect, but and, I don't know. It just okay be, it. And also, the rest of them, it's just because there are so many creatures, it really stood out, um, and that's the thing. If there weren't as many all over the place, it wouldn't be as obvious and, like, a not a, it's not a, like, it really t- made the movie not good. It's just... Every time I was watching it, I'm like, it doesn't completely look real, and it just doesn't look right. And I feel like it could have been better, and even more importantly, there were things where I just think they could have done it differently and used practical effects. Are there any um, other spots other than Ron Perlman? Yeah, some of the creatures, um, not obviously like most of the creatures had to be CGI for the way they moved and how the things they were doing, but I think they could have come up with puppets 
for things like the Niffler or for certain shots. Not obviously when it's jumping around doing all the stuff, you can't have an actual thing doing that. But for like close up slower shots, you have like a like a puppet um, or the what was the thing that looked like a monkey? I don't remember what that was called. The monkey. Um, that, yeah. Yeah, that thing. Uh, I think some of them it just looked too animated, and it took me out of it and it distracted me. But because I was as engaged as I was with the characters, it didn't bother me to the point where I was like, I just don't care about anything because it looks fake. So it, it it's a it was a problem, but it wasn't a massive problem. I think um, one thing that needs to be taken into consideration, and this is. Partly, I think it's due to the theater that I saw it in, but I think this is going to play a lot better on home media than it will in the theater. I think I found that a lot with 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 um, CG that is in this sort of vein. Is that when it's up on the big screen, it can get stretched out a little bit, and it maybe looks a little bit more fuzzy than it normally than it normally would. So, just something to keep in mind. Um, any what are your other negatives, Josh? I I think that's really it. I also I would also say. It kind of, I don't know if I, I don't know if I compare it to like Return of the King, but like the the last, the third, the whole ending, I felt kind of there were parts of it where I felt it dragged out a little bit and could have wrapped up a little faster. That was really the only other thing I had, because um, at a point I was kind of just like, all right, we're, let's let's go. Yeah, they you know? they went one Jacob too long, I think. <laughs> one Jacob too long. Um, and I was, I'm not sure if I like the way they ended it. Like it was a, like this ending scene is great. I just don't know if that's like the best scene to end on wow. for this movie. What was the ending with yeah. um Jacob, Jacob and oh, Queenie right. in the in the shop? It was it was a great scene. I really enjoyed watching it. It's just I feel like maybe you want to leave us with a little bit more of an impact. Hmm. Okay, I don't know. All right, uh, Cody. Any negatives? Not really. Won't lie to you. I loved it. I loved it so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had some minor, like, little, very, very small moments. Nothing, really nothing major in this movie got under my skin at all. If I had to pick one, I, re- I thought the John Voight stuff was pretty stupid. Uh, it was kind of an unnecessary plot point. Yeah, just like, hey. Thinking about it, subplot, like, why? This guy just because be he's the senator's uh, dad, like. Also, this, and by the way, this isn't a, um. This isn't a criticism by any means. This is just me pointing out there's there's quite a few JK isms in this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. especially in the Macusa scenes where the president, Madam President, I should add, is a black woman with a headdress on, which is like the biggest F you to like <laughs> the I guess the order of things. And there's there's a few of those that I always kind of find funny and I always yeah. enjoy. It's like I, I really I really do like how she is she brings diversity to it and she br- she kind of pushes things forward I, I like that about it yeah uh, but other than that I can't think of too many negatives I mean this basically the two things that I wanted from this movie are I want to meet and connect and enjoy a, a new set of characters and I want to feel I want to have that Harry Potter feeling again and both of those got checks yeah. on my check mark so I mean what more can I say? Uh, yeah. So uh, let's give it a grade. Cody, we'll start with you. Give it a nine and a half. I concur. Nine and a half for me as well. I'm going to go eight. Wow, really? 
I'm, I'm very I, I I'm surprised. It's really good. I just it's not. I think this is. I feel the same way about this that a lot of people do about the Force Awakens that don't love it as much as I do. Um, where all they of think us it. Do. Well, yeah, but where some people think it's good, but they're more interested more interested into seeing where the sequels go. Um, and I think I feel the same way about this. Is like I think it's really good and has a lot of potential for greater things to come. And it's a good starting point. It just didn't completely blow me away. But I'm excited to be back in Harry Potter world. So. I don't know if it has to blow you away. No, it doesn't. But you know, it didn't. So just because, you know, just because <laughs> source, just because Sorcerer's Stone or you know Chamber of Secrets isn't the smash that like Hollows was, doesn't mean it's not amazing in its own right. I I love I love Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets more than this movie, and I love those movies more than most people do just a lot of that's probably just nostalgia but yeah i don't i never expect the first chapter of anything just in in terms of storytelling the first part is never the the best part it's what it leads into so to expect to expect star wars again i think is kind of i don't know or to expect like a a new hope kind of oh well everything fits together and as as far as first movies in a franchise uh, of a long running franchise go, this is probably up there with some of the better ones. So, yeah. I mean, I, I I enjoyed it. It was it was great. Alien versus Predator one, obviously. <laughs> Hulk. You know, I really want to watch that again. Hulk one, not gonna lie. directed by Ang Lee. You know, just saying. It's just called Hulk. Yeah, and Josh, uh, I'm hold I'm holding you to this one. Uh, Arrival. What's the final verdict? I have to see it again. I haven't seen it again. Ah, you butthead. I like this more than Arrival. I know that for goddamn sure. I do not. I I think Arrival blows this out of the water. Oh. I don't know. They're they're very different movies. Yeah. Mostly because this one's better. Uh, watching, Watching, reading, listening to Cody Stardust. Um, I started watching the show called... The Man in the High Castle. Oh, cool. I finished The Americans, like, the day after we talked about it. <laughs> Give me um, an episode. <clears throat> Give me an episode. Oh, shit. Just watch the pilot. If you don't like the pilot, you're not going to like the rest of the series. Okay. Will do. Um, this show is super cool. It's so far, anyway. It's really good. It's very well acted. And they call Hitler Mr. Hitler. Ugh. And I think it's really funny. I don't know why I think it's really funny. <laughs> well, it's it's because Mr. you're Hitler? it's because you're attaching a for, a formal title to like history's biggest monster. It's just, it's of course I it's know, ironic. It's, it's, it's a, weird. I don't. It's a good meme though. It's a great meme. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. I've been doing that and um, reading. I'll let you know about the book after I'm done. Cool. Next week. Uh, I. I have one that is long overdue that I don't think I've talked about yet, so I'll get to it now. Uh, the second season of Documentary Now. Oh, is that out on Netflix? It, I, or have you just been watching it on IFC? Uh, I've, I've DVR'd it on IFC, and oh my god, it is... Somehow it's better than the first season. Seriously? It's it's pretty incredible. Like, for instance, the, the season... I guess the two-part season finale is... I don't know. I don't know what it's a sp- what the exact name of the documentary. It's spoofing, but it's it's about like the worst Hollywood producer ever. That, for instance, he 
he acquires the rights to a a story about a girl. Huh, what a coincidence! A girl in the Holocaust, and he turns it into <laughs> like and and he tries to like make it his Academy Award, you know, darling or whatever. And it just and it turns into like a, a comedy or something like that. It it goes from being uh, I can't remember the ti- the title of the book, but the the final ti- title is Blondes, 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 and it's just about <laughs> it's like a screwball comedy. And it's just it's about just this terrible producer and kind of how he became a terrible producer. Uh, there's I my favorite episode is either one called Globesman, or it's a it's a spoof of the documentary called Salesman, but it's 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 with guys who sell globes. <laughs> they go around the they they just drive around. It's like in the 1950s, and they just drive around and sell people globes. And it's just it's kind of it's just ridiculous. And then there's another one where it's very simple. It's just it's basically 20 minutes of Bill Hader in in this insane character sitting at a table talking about his life, and they go to different tables of the people that he's talking about that like they clarify things. So he just kind of lies or embellishes things, and like, oh no, here's what actually happened. It's hard to describe, but it's some of the best television I think I've ever seen because it's just him sitting at a table telling a story and there's visuals behind him and it's just it's it's kind of unbelievable it's my fit and it's easily my favorite episode of the show so far best of the season like it it blew my mind uh that show is just too good and i've seen a bunch of movies in the last few days so i'll just run through them uh first up is one second uh, I saw Midnight in Paris. It's, or did I talk about this? I talked about this. That's right. Uh, I saw Carnage, which is a Roman Polanski movie with Christoph Waltz. Cody, where's your reaction? I don't. Roman Polanski means nothing to me. No, Christoph Waltz though. I love him. Oh, oh baby girl. Yeah, something like that. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> sorry, uh, Chris, sorry. Christoph um, Waltz. Um, let's, Jody... uh, let's take it from the top. Uh, <laughs> set me Chris... up again. Christoph Waltz, uh, Ooh, yeah. John C. Riley, Kate Winslet, Jodie Foster. They base they play parents who their kids got into a fight and they go and they meet at one of the parents' apartments, like men fences, and they basically don't leave and they just talk and bicker and argue for an hour and twenty minutes and it's fascinating. Like it's it's a one location kind of a movie. So if you're not into that, then you may not like this movie. But it's darkly comedic and it's very philosophical and just a fascinating uh watch it's only an hour and 20 minutes so it's it's not too time consuming that you can just sit back and you know it just sort of happens is it all one take no unfortunately but it's it's the the blocking and the the choreography of that sh- of that movie is pretty amazing it's like compared to 12 angry men uh it's much more active and not as compelling but it's Great. Just as interesting, and I've I've have I have a little bit of background with like, what kind of stuff that they did with the whole you know blocking actors and stuff like that, and it's just this movie just seems like such an such a uh, an achievement really. Uh, I also saw a movie called The Ice Storm. Have any of you guys heard of this? No. no. It I think it's I'm pretty sure it's Ang Lee's first um, English speaking movie. And I can't, I really can't put my finger on it, but I loved it. I, it's, it's basically about these two families in the in the 1970s when the whole Watergate stuff is going on, and it's about 
like marriage and sexuality and there's a key party and there's their daughter is crazy and Toby Maguire's in it and Katie Holmes is in it and it's I I can't Again, I I can't put my finger on it. The only thing I know for sure about this movie that is that it's one of the best shot movies I've ever seen. Oh, Elijah Woods in it too. Um, and I don't know. I don't. If, I don't think it's something that you guys would really enjoy, but I just I'm fascinated. Well, are you calling by it. me um, uncultured? No, I'm just saying that I just don't think that you would like this. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver's in it too. Um, Christ, who's not in it? Uh, Harambe. Christoph Waltz. Uh, Harambe's not anywhere. Yeah, except our, except all of our thoughts and thoughts and hearts. Um, My heart. He and, lives in you. He lives in me. He watches over. Uh, and then I watched Election Today with a little Alexander Payne movie. It was fine. It was, it was cute. It was... Matthew Broderick is a swell guy, and I like him. And that's about it. Josh, what about you? Um, what have I done? Been watching The Office. Oh, nice. Good show, good show. Been rewatching The Office, I guess. Um, yeah, it's a classic show. Love it. The last two seasons suck, but, you know, whatever. Who would you rather be stuck in a room with for five years? Mindy Kaling's character on that show or whatever that British lady is? Oh, Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling. That she's rather die than hang out she, with that she, she is unbearable. Oh, Catherine Tate, right? What's her name? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the redhead. Oh my British god, chick. she's so. That might be the worst character I've ever seen on television. She is. She There's has... nothing redeemable about that woman. She's the worst. Oh, oh my, god. my god. And it's not. This isn't like a. Oh, I hate independent women or whatever. She's just so obnoxious, and I. Well, she just hate women. We get it. It's like, cool. Michael works because he's so awkward and obnoxious, but he's still lovable. Where they try, I think they tried to do that with her, and it just failed on every single level. It's because she's not funny <laughs> or endearing. I, don't, I just don't. Under, they had Will Ferrell, and they screwed that up somehow. Oh, I liked Will Ferrell. I liked the. I don't Rickers. think Will Ferrell I, was ever going to stay on the show. That was the intention. I thought. No, no way. He's too busy doing movies. Really, you didn't like D'Angelo? I nah, not really. Ah, uh, he I mean, was to so be great. fair. James Spader's character in that. He's great. Hilarious. James Spader's great. In it. And so Robert California. Ka- Kathy so Bates, funny. I also loved in it. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh uh, man, that show. I love that show. It's so awkward. Yeah. The, uh, Scott's Todd's episode. Could you? Can you oh, even watch yeah. that? I literally couldn't. The scene where he has to tell them <laughs> that he can't pay for their college. Hey, Michael Scott. So... What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Make our dreams come true. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And he gives what is he? I can't remember what he batteries. Gave. Yeah, laptop. batteries. He's like, it's like laptops are important, and here are batteries for laptops. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so was, great! That's oh. rough. That hurts to watch. Oh it my really god! Does. That, TV. Either you can't look away or you can't look at it. Those are the best yeah. kind of TV. And I think, oh my god, I love that. <sighs> Jim, team Jim and Pam, though. Wow. Yeah. Oh, forever. <sighs> uh, anything else? Not that I can think of. Okay. All right. Well, I think it's about time to sign off. Uh, next week, barring any 
thing happening, Harry Potter retrospective. So we're sticking around in the magical world for a little bit longer. Then after that is the home stretch of the 2016 season. Going to Allied and Moana are on the docket, and then La La Land, and eventually uh, the that little that indie space space opera oh, that people boy. are talking the about. Indie sci-fi movie. That, uh, yeah. Pew 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 pew. Just for two hours. Um, <laughs> I rebel. What if it's what if it's just uh, what's her name Felicity Jones? Is yeah, that the main character's yeah. name. Not the main character, but the actress. Yeah. What if she just makes the sounds herself? Sits there, <laughs> going pew 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 for two hours, and we just been memed by. Ah, uh, that'd be great. Disney. Or whoever made this movie, I would. <laughs> and I then would still watch it. And then the Han Solo movie is just a human centipede for the most part, with Alden Ehrenreich and Donald Glover, and oh god, the news came out today, like with the short girl Amelia from Clark. yeah. Gosh, can we just not? Otherwise known as Baby, she's not. She's not that good. She's so. Cute. I'm not a fan. You need to watch Game of Thrones. You'll love her. She was she was fine in Terminator. That's all I know her from. I saw Terminator in pieces at the movie theater when I was working there, and oh my god, that scene at the end where it's like you're gonna have to learn to have a normal life, and she's like, "What if I don't know how?" Is like the worst. That's such That's a great that. line. I don't know what you're talking about. It's so it's overused. Perfect. I don't. I don't I just think she's good on. T- she's gonna be one of those actors that's good on TV and just doesn't translate to movies. That's just my feeling. Also, is, I, I thought they were gonna have like a black girl or a black or colored some kind of actress. You, you can have more than one female per movie. No, it just. No, you no, cannot. No, I'm just saying. Uh, what I'm saying is, it just seems like I don't know if you read the release for it. It just seems like they they're like they said that she's rounding out the cast and that the wording of that so leads me to believe buddy? that that's it. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure they're still going to cast one of those right. other people. All right. But All right. I don't Maybe they know. do. Maybe they do. That's just my feeling. Know. All right. Uh, anything else? No? Okay. I'm good. All right. Well, until next time, you can follow us at underscore Reflex on the Twitter. Send us an email at reflexpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, leave a five-star iTunes review. Five stars for all five uh, little sn- little uh, little snakes. Little, little newt snakes, whatever those are called. The little blue and green snakes the blue guys oh they're so cute put them in a teapot ready to go all right josh cody take it easy catch you later buddy see ya see you on the flippity flop catch you on the flippity flop (laughs) great 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 meme